wasted a lot of good footage right there. <laughs> we weren't even recording. Could have totally used that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, though, man. It's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, let, let, let's just uh, let's get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, this is Nerds of the Roundtable. I am, of course, your host, Antonio Padilla. Joining me is my right-hand man for today. Uh, he is my, <laughs> my go-to. He is the, he's, he's the mastermind, our editor, our, my most of the time co-host, Mr. Swag's <laughs> half. Swag, say what's up. Hello. Disembodied voice this time. Disembodied <laughs> voice once again. And it's all good. Um, <laughs> so, uh, luckily, y'all lovely people get to enjoy this. So, drink it all in. <laughs> hey, at least they can see, like, all your shelves and everything behind you. Got a good and view of that. You look at all the merch. Look at this. There's the board. league. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, yeah, uh, Cliff, uh, you might notice, is not here. He was having some technical difficulties and just couldn't make it. But that's okay. You know, we wish, uh, hopefully we'll have that figured out and he'll be back sooner rather than later. But, uh, yeah, there it is. There, you know, nothing, just bad luck, you know. Um, but, yeah, so let's uh, let's get into it, Swag. We are recording on September 3rd, 2021. It is Friday, so everyone keep that in mind, depending on when you're watching or listening to uh, this episode. Let's start, man. Let's start. We're going to do something a little bit different since we have not a lot to talk about today. You know, light news week. We do have some dope stories, though. But let's start with something that we saw this week, Swag. And I am, of course, talking about this movie right here. Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms. I don't know if y'all can see that clearly. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. So this came out on uh, Blu-ray and DVD 4K. Uh, it was available on digital a couple weeks early, but you know I'm a physical media guy, so I was like to wait for a physical copy to get my hands on. And now, if you remember, um, was this before we started doing a, a video podcast last year, Swag? When uh, or no, came? I think we did do. I think we were doing video around that time. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so, uh, long-time viewers and listeners will will probably remember when uh, the first in this series of direct-video animated movies, Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge, came out last year in 2020. We gushed about that movie. like it, it blew us away. We were huge fans. I know Cliff was a huge fan of it and still is. He named it on his best of 2020. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully so. I'm not going to say that was wrong. That's a choice. Um, and so, you know, and we knew this one was coming for a while now. I mean, I even said after Scorpion's Revenge, I was like, there's no way we don't get another one. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no way. Like, they've got to at least have another one. And yeah, so, you know, it was announced early this year and we've been waiting for it ever since. But it is here nonetheless. So, Swag and I are going to talk about it. Uh, bear in mind, if you have not seen the film or Scorpion's Revenge yet. We are going to talk spoilers, so if you haven't seen either of them, you might want to get out of here, come back later, or you can skip ahead to when we're done talking about it. But, uh, yeah, Swag, what do you think of this movie, man? Oh, yeah, I... I enjoyed it. Like, right off the bat, it was like... 
getting back into that world again is just so fun because it's such an interesting universe and all the stories are really engaging and so kind of getting to look at Liu Kang's story more and like his origin at least in this universe was nice like I liked that um but yeah like again like just even getting more of like x-rays and like the brutal like yeah bloody like everything the action in this like it's this like it's exactly what we love from the first one but yeah. brought back and like more of there's more of it in this one and like a lot more brutal somehow <laughs> yeah yeah i was um i was gonna say it's like it, it, if you enjoyed like how bloody and violent Scorpion's Revenge was, like, this does not disappoint, because it's just as bloody, just as violent, if not more, <laughs> like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree, man. It was great to get back here to this, you know, because, like, obviously since Scorpion's Revenge came out, we had the the latest live-action movie, and, you know, we talked about that movie as well, you know, we enjoyed it, but I don't know, there's something about these animated movies, and again, like, I don't know if it's because they can get away with more, or or what, you know, them being animated movies, and they just are afforded the ability and the luxury to do more things that maybe a live-action movie on a, you know, relatively small budget just can't. Yeah. But I, I, I think I've enjoyed these more than I did the, the latest movie. And again, like, I still really like that yeah. movie. But... Yeah, and considering this is the second one we've gotten, and it's like, you know, Scorpion and Sub-Zero and Liu Kang and Raiden and Johnny Cage and Sony Blade, like, you know, like, and the the endless amount of other characters that are in these animated movies that sometimes you don't expect to see, and then they just show up out of nowhere. It's pretty cool. So yeah, I really liked this movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great fun there were plenty of moments that made me kind of you know pull back a little bit you know like especially in relate in relation to some of the violence and the gore um and then there were moments where i legitimately my jaw hit the floor because i was just like (laughs) oh my god like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah man so what were some of your favorite moments from the movie uh i think like scorpion's whole thing like i think the ninja conflict i think was one of my favorites because even like it was that thing of like sub-zero the like you know the new one Kwai liang like wanting to get revenge for his brother's death and kind of chasing that but also seeing that whoever's in charge of the clan like taking these really horrible like decisions and measures to kind of complete this job and like not agreeing with it was really interesting and i enjoyed that yeah i think that was probably my favorite part of the movie as well i mean and and maybe i'm biased because you know scorpion's my favorite character but yeah i really enjoyed the the conflict between like scorpion and you know the new sub-zero and also just a lot of the growth that both of them go through yeah was really great to watch and again like even just getting to watch them throw down with each other yeah 
and grow, you know, throughout that journey was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I feel I feel like that. And that wasn't even the A plot, you know, that was sort of the B plot. Yeah. It was and you know, nothing against the A plot. It was great. I yeah. liked uh, getting to see the fights, the tournament, you know, again, another tournament. Yeah. But the one thing I, w- I was thinking about the most after I saw the movie, and I don't know if you had the same feeling or not. We didn't really talk about it. Um, there's, there's a, again, we're going to spoil some things here. So during the tournament, certain characters die who, you know, you don't necessarily want to die and you don't even necessarily expect to die. Yeah. And, they did a really good job in handling that, in setting uh, a tone and, I guess, anticipation that you kind of, at least for me, it was like when certain people died, I was like, well, anybody can die now. Like, I don't know who's going to make yeah. it out of this <laughs> You know? Like, I, I was like, I don't know if anyone's safe now. Like, it was, it was genuine. And I legitimately was on the edge of my seat because I didn't know who was gonna make it out alive or not yeah i think like the moment that did that for me was raiden like when raiden died i was like wait a minute what (laughs) that no for me that was the one like because okay again we're gonna spoil it so and i even said this to you i was like i was i was like i swear if they kill my boy kung lao again yeah so mad and he died. And I was like, you know, I was upset and I was angry. And then Raiden dies. And I was like, it was those two back to back where I was like, well, who's good? Like, if they died, who's going to make it out of this thing alive? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You know, and there's a moment where it looked like Sonya was about to bite. Yeah, and I was like, exactly. wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, luckily she didn't. Yeah. But. You know, it was like they did it so well with the one-two punch. Well, actually, it was a three-punch. We didn't even talk about who, who else bit it. But <laughs> it was like the three-punch death, and then Sonya goes in, and it looks like she's going to die. And I was legitimately like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, not good. <laughs> so, yeah, man, this movie did a really good job of, like, keeping – at least for me, it kept me on my toes. Like again, like I didn't know who was gonna make it. I didn't. Honestly, I was like, "Well, no one's safe now." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, and I think it did again. Not that I didn't like the 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 latest live action movie, I really did. But I think this movie handled that better. Yeah. In uh, creating an atmosphere where the audience doesn't know who's gonna live or die, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that's really hard to do. That's really hard to do. So uh, my hat goes off to uh, the filmmakers here. But yeah, yeah, it was crazy, crazy, crazy. But uh, yeah, what else, man? What else about this movie? Like, what did you, like, what, yeah, oh, like, what else, what would you like about this or, or Joel, Joel McHale as Johnny Cage. Like, me yeah. and you were talking, like, right after we saw it. Like, we were just talking, go back and forth on it. Like, yeah. I need like, and I even said, I brought it up to you, and I, I want to bring it on the podcast. Like, we need to get Joel McHale as Johnny Cage in live action too. <laughs> live action, yeah, in the sequel to 
uh, this year's live action film. Yeah, because yeah. you said that, and I was like, because ladies and gentlemen, again, one of the great things about getting a, a physical <laughs> copy here are like the bonus features, right? And there's tons of behind the scenes stuff with Joel McHale and him improvising yeah. the character of Johnny Cage. And it's like, yeah, like you see how much of that care of how much of that character again it's animated, but you know, he went into the booth and kind of improvised a lot of stuff and they kept it and then animated those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he nailed it, you know, and it's 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 like, yeah, sure, he's a a bit older than you would probably want your Johnny Cage to be. But like, have you seen the kind of shape he's in? Yeah, he's in really good shape for his age. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, yeah. So it, Swag and I have were like, yes, give me Joel McHale as Johnny Cage in the next live action movie. I mean, they set that up. They set up Johnny Cage for yep. part two. So, yeah, I think like Swag, I'm with you, man. Let's let's put it out there for our viewer or Cliff. If you hopefully you've seen this movie by the time this episode is out. <laughs> Let's get yeah. that hashtag trending on Twitter. Hashtag Joel McHale for Johnny Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm with you, man. Like he, he's, I mean, he knocked it out of the park in Scorpion's Revenge. But yeah. yeah, like I said, I think watching the behind the scenes stuff here really emphasized just how much he, he really had fun and really they just let him loose to do what he wanted to. Yeah. In the booth. And he just nailed it, man. I, I mean, you can't, you can't fake that. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was... <laughs> and, like, especially, like, you know, like, getting into the games recently and, like, Johnny Cage becoming one of my favorite characters. Like, seeing him just, again, like, improvise and, like, it's like, you know, this is good, but this will make it better. And, like, just going <laughs> off, you know, like... It, it's like oh, the yeah. most Johnny Cage thing to do. <laughs> it is. And that's what I mean. Like, it was watching all that stuff. It's like, man, he really he really got the character and really nailed it. So, yeah, yeah let him let him do that in live action. Let him do it in front of the camera, you know? Yeah. And even then, like, you know, like, if we don't get that, just give me more, like, him as the character in voice work. Like, more of these yeah. movies, or just have him voice the character in the games from now on. Like, I'm okay with that. Hey, I'd be okay with that, too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, just, yeah, he's just done such a good job with the character of these, these two animated movies that it's like, yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, give me, give me more of these movies. Or, like you said, like, hey, Ed, Ed Boone, hire this guy to do the voice in the games now, because... Yeah. Killing it, so yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It, it's you know this one kind of ends in a way where it's like this might be the last one, but they yeah. also kind of leave it open to like, well, who knows what threats might come, you know? So yeah. yeah, like I said, like when Scorpion's Revenge came out, I was like, they, I, they've at least got one more in the can. Like, I know that much. I know that about how these things work, but I don't know for sure if they have any more. I think that that all depends on whether or not this, these two sell enough to warrant more of them. So I'm really hoping, I'm hoping that the audience is out there and, you know, demanding more because like, I've had so much fun with both of these that, yeah, yeah I want more of this. I really do. Same. 
Uh, yeah, so what would you rate uh, Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms? Uh, you know what? Like, that's a 10 out of 10. Like, it was enjoyable and, like, engaging all the way through. Like, there was not a moment where I was like, oh, I need to, like, take a break. Like, you know, like, it's like, yeah, like, keep going. Give me more. <laughs> like, I want to see where this goes. Uh, I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, 10 out of 10 for me as well. It was, it was really engaging and it was fun it was uh you know shocking and, and violent where it needed to be it's everything yeah. you want from mortal Kombat. like you know what else do you want me to say 10 out of yeah. 10 yeah i agree with you man fantastic yeah so there it is ladies and gentlemen if you've seen it uh let us know what you think yeah <laughs> all right so let's get uh we're gonna do this uh the same way we did last week last week's episode we're gonna go straight into games because we do have a follow-up from last week just like we said yep. uh, if you remember last week we talked about uh marvel's midnight suns video game they did have the the reveal trailer it was just a cinematic trailer but you know they did tell us that we were going to get gameplay on was it the first the first, first? yeah September first yes and sure sure enough we got that gameplay and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let you take it away, Swag. Uh, why don't you let the people know what exactly was revealed and how you feel about it? <laughs> yeah, so they showed off the gameplay and like you know what the game is gonna be like, and also just kind of more of the story, what what we're gonna be dealing with, what it's gonna be like. Uh, and it it looks like they're doing another strategy game, uh, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Uh, but, and there, I will admit there was some worry from me for a little bit there, but, uh, they yeah. did also release that day an extended gameplay trailer, like actually diving deep into what the game is going to play, like what it's got to offer and the features and all that. And yeah. I'm not as worried after watching that. So I think if you were like me and you only watched the, the announcement trailer, uh, I think like go check out the check out that extended gameplay trailer because that really helped me feel a little more comfortable with what we what we're gonna be getting with the game. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I uh, I agree. I agree with you. Um, I know you and I spoke about it a little bit, and uh, you know just to to sort of get interject a little bit and let people know about how I felt about it. I yeah. also had. Uh, my excitement was dampened just a little bit when they're like, it's going to be turn-based and it's like, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I talked to you about it a little bit where I was like, I think my reaction was just based on prior experience with turn-based games like this, of this nature, yeah. where it's like, I have much fun with those. But who knows, like, you know, it's that thing, you, you kind of take a minute, step back, and you're like, well, this might be different, you know, who knows? Who know you 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 can you can't judge a new product based on a previous one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I kind of took a minute back and I was like, you know what? I'm still gonna give this game a shot. I'm still excited. I am. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. You know, it's like if you just watched the the one trailer and you didn't get sort of the the a better feel for it. It's like yeah, of course you you might be a little like. Mm -hmm. Like I was, but no, you're right, man. It's just, um, you know, again, it's just sort of, 
uh, adjusting your expectations. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah but go ahead, man. Uh, but yeah, like, I do want to like kind of get more into like it, it. It's aesthetically pleasing. Like, I really love the art style. Like, especially like they showed off a lot of like the moves and stuff, and like what the characters will look like when they attack and stuff. And it looks really good because like it even does like close-ups on the characters and then like really colorful backgrounds when they charge up and get ready to attack like it looks cool uh and that i enjoyed uh and like even getting like cinematic shots for like the story of like all the characters like even like there was one shot of blade jumping off of the roof to cut down a hydra soldier like that yeah. was cool i loved that that was very cool <laughs> yeah. so yeah no it's you know, like, I'm still looking forward to it. Like, I'm interested to see more, see what they're going to do. Uh, and, you know, I'll probably give it a shot. Because the more I thought about it, it's like, I did enjoy XCOM 2. That was actually yeah. a pretty fun game to play for me. So, I don't know, I might like this. So, yeah, I'm I'm still going to keep my eye on it and probably even give it a chance. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel the same way, man. I do. It's... Like I said, it was it was a momentary like oh I'm, you know, I'm not sure I want I like that I'm not sure I want yeah. that but you know again this is a, you kind of take a step back and it's like yeah no yeah, I'll give it a shot why not yeah this might be the one to turn me around on the whole thing you know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no yeah I'm still very much looking forward to it I am very optimistic so uh yeah so um was there anything else you want you want to talk about or need to talk about in in terms of uh video game news this week flag uh there i do kind of want to talk a little bit about gotham knights and then also kind of mix that in with midnight suns because there was a topic i brought up to you yeah yeah oh i can't even i can't believe i even forgot about that but yes, yeah gotham knights so uh, if you don't mind so this morning go for it there was a release uh, a reveal it wasn't anything big, it wasn't footage, it wasn't gameplay or, or anything like that. Uh, we got the emotion poster for the game, which looks incredible, looks amazing. Yeah. It's very cool. I mean, obviously they're holding off on revealing anything until uh, Fandom this year, DC Fandom, which is October 16th. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, mark your calendars. We did get a, a, a new trailer for that event. Again, like, they didn't show off any, any new footage in the trailer. It was just a trailer announcing, like, hey, October 16th. Um, but, yeah, we got a trailer. We got a motion uh, not a trailer, a motion poster for Gotham Knights. Looks very cool. Uh, like Swag and I were talking about before we started recording, um, everything still looks pretty much the way we remember it from the trailer last year. Uh, the one thing I did notice was uh, Batgirl seemed to have gotten an upgrade in regards to <laughs> hair. <laughs> yeah, you know, like and and not like not like it's a completely different hairstyle. I mean, it just looks it looks like they were able to add some more texture to it. It just looks better, you know. Yeah. Um, which is nice. You know, I dig it. I dig that they didn't drastically overhaul any of the characters. Is it does just look like they added a bit more quality to them. So, yeah, yeah, it, it look, everything looks good. I, I like it. But go ahead, Spike. What were you? Uh, what What are your thoughts? What 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 did you have to say about tonight? Yeah. So, uh, like you know, kind of touching on the 
just real quick on the the poster like it again like it just looks great like the 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 design of like gotham city specifically like even the characters like they nailed those characters first try it's like yeah i'm glad that they're not changing a whole lot with them like those designs are really good uh but like again like gotham city like i love the neon like i think that's really really good choice it and it brings a really nice color palette to it as well like especially the the logo the the title uh it it looks great uh and like even in that shot of the characters like seeing the way that the lighting is affecting everything it just looks nice um but yeah kind of to bring up that topic that i mentioned uh i was talking with some with my 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 group of friends a few nights ago and we were yeah and we were uh and uh mitchell uh he was he kind of brought it up. I don't remember what we were talking about. He was like, when's Gotham Knights coming out? And I was like, oh, yeah, that uh, next year, I believe. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then we kind of just got into it and just kind of talking about it. And then Dr. Quack, <laughs> he kind of uh, was like, well, eh, I don't know. It just looks like it's going to be more of Avengers. And then I kind of brought up the point of avengers wasn't really the the thing that really killed avengers for me was not just like the way that gameplay felt like they fixed that but Mm -hmm. uh just not being able to explore bigger worlds was kind of the letdown to me um and i even like even mentioning like because like i i brought it up was like that's what killed it to me and i was like and that's what has me excited for gotham knights because even if it does bring like gear systems and whatnot, at least like I have faith in the gameplay. Like what I saw looked entertaining and fun. But also there's the plus side of being able to explore all of Gotham City with my friends. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's the way like superhero games should be, is like exploring these these worlds and their universe and like as these characters and getting to go fight and play in the sandbox with your friends or even by yourself like and i even brought it up to you like the arkham games did that so well and that's what made them so entertaining and i even said like why is it that after rocksteady was like okay we're gonna take a break for a minute and go work on this other game that insomniac was the only other developer to kind of bring that kind of magic back with spider-man because again like avengers didn't let you go and explore a world as the avengers it put you in these really linear worlds sure they're explorable to an extent but not in the way that arkham knight is or spider-man ps4 is and even again with midnight suns even though i'm still going to give it a shot like it's not explorable it's not like a sandbox it's not open world yeah yeah no i i think you know you're absolutely right to make that comparison you know and you know talking about avengers it's it's that thing where 
I, I feel like a lot of other people nailed it in their sort of criticism in that it, it's a game that probably needed another year. Yeah. Before it like if they had delayed it and launched it now, it probably would have gone way better Much for them. Better. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and that's also why I feel like, you know, like when they announced they were delaying Gotham Knights, it's like, yeah, it's disappointing or whatever, but it's like, uh, how, how many times can we rush a game that isn't ready to be released and then the launch goes horribly wrong and then people <laughs> yeah. give up on it and then by the time it is playable it's like well your reputation has already been soured you know so yeah, yeah that's why i'm like you know what you're gonna delay it yeah it's disappointing but whatever just make sure the game is good so and yeah i think you're right i think that is the big difference here is that this game for sure I mean, they they talked about it last year at Fandom. It's like, yeah, it's going to be an open world experience, yeah. and you are one hundred percent correct. Like that's what's going to be the most fun about it because it's already fun. It was it was already fun in the Arkham games, being Batman and getting to explore Gotham City or Arkham City or whatever. Yeah. Um, and while yes, you could play, you could do like challenges or whatever with other characters. And even, like, Spider-Man, you know, the Marvel Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales, like, yeah, those games are open world. And, yes, those are very, very fun. But, like, the cool thing about Gotham Knights, at least what we've been promised, is the ability to play as these characters with your friends. Your friends and your family, and you're going to get to go out into Gotham City as whatever character you want. I mean, you could, for crying out loud, you can both be Nightwing if you want. You can both <laughs> be Red you know? Like, yeah. And you can go out into Gotham City and fight crime together. And that's cool, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. That's, you're, like, that is what I'm excited about. Like, that's what you're excited That's what I'm excited about. Like, we talked about this, man. It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. You and me, we're going to get this game, and we're going to pl- We're gonna hook up online. We're going to play. And it's like I'm a I'm gonna be Nightwing because of course I am, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and me and my little brother are gonna go out and fight crime in Gotham City, and that's what's so fun about this. So yeah, yeah, man, I have I'm not worried about it uh, until the game comes out, and if there's negative press, then I'll be worried about it. But until then, I'm not worried. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was my point. And like. When I brought that up to, to, to them, and, like, Dr. Quack immediately, like, he thought about it, and, like, I explained it to him, and he was like, no, yeah, I guess you're right. And he was like, I yeah. think I am going to look more forward to this. Like, he's kind of, he's got his hopes up for it now, uh, which is good. And I think that that's, you know, important in thinking of, like, you know, like, we've all, if you're, you know, like, a big nerd like me and you, like, you know, we've all experienced the Arkham games. We loved those games. Like, look at how many games they made in that franchise. It's, like, you know, we all know from experience, exploring Gotham City was fun, and fighting crime was fun. But it will become infinitely better when you unlock the roster of the Bat family to us, but also let us play with our friends and our family. And, like, you know, like, that's just what any of us want so that's what's exciting to me and again like just kind of to kind of make it another point about it like again like midnight sounds like yeah that's a completely different thing like i'm still interested in that 
And it's not like saying, like, oh, every superhero game needs to be open world. That's not true, because Ultimate Alliance was not yeah. open world, and that was a good game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's like there there are different formulas you can use, but I think, like, if, you, if you're struggling with certain things, I think, you know, if you want to make something really appealing and kind of complement your gameplay, especially if it's going to be in the vein of Gotham Knights or Avengers, I think thinking of an open world would be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I think, you, I think you nailed it. Also, to your point, it's like, you know, like you said, not every superhero game needs to be open world. Case in point, uh, Injustice. Yeah, exactly. Real game. But I mean, it's a yeah. fighting game. Man. Like, no, that doesn't need to be open world, and it's still a great game. So yeah, super. Yeah, fun I'm with onto that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, man, I think you nailed it, man. That's that's right on. Uh, was that it for games? Uh, yeah. All right. Good to know. Thanks for keeping us up to date, swag. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, there will obviously be more. In regards to Gotham Knights come uh, DC Fandom next month. So we will keep you. And of course, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. There's They're also hyping up a lot of stuff for that. So yeah. we will keep you guys up to date. And yeah, so just stay tuned. All right, that's going to do it for games. Swag, let's talk trailers. We got two. Two trailers to talk about today. Uh, one for, again, a TV show. I know you're not super... Yeah. Uh, well, I'm yeah, not caught up caught on. Up. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I know you're aware of this this show, and you know it. Uh, you've seen like what the first three episodes or something. Um, yeah, but uh, we are of course talking about Doom Patrol season three. We got a new trailer. This was the the official trailer, not just the teaser. We did report on the teaser when that was released. Um. Yeah, uh, I look, y'all know I love this show. I love me some Doom Patrol. Um, season one and two, like Cliff and I, we gushed about them over and over and over again. You know, this is one of our favorite shows, if not our favorite show currently uh, uh, airing, streaming. streaming. <laughs> I, got, I have to remember, it's not on the air, it's streaming. Um, but yeah, no, uh, and, and this trailer... Uh, just once again showcasing just how weird <laughs> and bizarre this show is. Uh, the sort of the dark sense of humor it has in dealing with its characters. Um, also, we get our first real good look at um, Michelle Gomez as Lady Rouge. Uh, Madame Rouge, sorry, Madame Rouge. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, and I think she... she She's doing fantastic just based on the trailer. She's a phenomenal actress, and when they announced she was joining the cast this season, I couldn't be happier because, like I said, I'm a big fan. And for her to come onto a show that I love just has me more excited. So, yeah, it's good to see her. Good to see the whole cast. Once again, I'm not seeing Chief anywhere in this trailer, so I am a little worried <laughs> in that regard. Also, uh, we have not seen Dorothy. I mean, we saw her in the teaser trailer, but I, you know, I've seen this trailer a couple times. I've not seen her anywhere in this trailer. 
So I'm a bit concerned as to the fate of the Chief and Dorothy, but then again, they could just be, you know, this might just be a thing like, oh, we, we're just, you know, trying to show you certain things and we're gonna, not going to show you other things. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, nevertheless, I am a, a bit concerned. Uh, that being said, Thwag, once again, I know you're not caught up, but uh, I know you saw the trailer. What are your thoughts? What's your reaction? Uh, again, very, very interesting. Very, like, it looks, you know, again, like, it's funny. Also, just very fun. It's that thing where it's like, I kind of want to catch up. Like, I really want to just yeah. catch up. Like, I've got two seasons to catch up before I could get here. But like you know, like I need to, I need to set some time. And I need to do that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like it looks good. Looks good. Uh, just I need to catch up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Also, I like that the butts are back. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. A, I think that's uh, the first time I've ever seen that. <laughs> <laughs> the butt. Yeah. That was that was crazy. Um, I did like. Uh, there's a moment in the trailer where you see. Robot man talking to Cliff, Cliff Steele, and you know, obviously, those are the same people, so it's like that's gonna be fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that every season they do manage to um, uh, get Brendan Fraser in the show, you know, to, they, they show him instead of him just being the voice of Robot Man. So, I, I appreciate anytime they can do that. So, yeah, no, I, I. Again, y'all, you guys already know I'm a huge fan of the show, and I'm just, you know, I'm just going on and on and on about it. But yeah, I, it looks great. That's what, that's all I can say at this point. It looks great, and I'm looking forward to it. Super excited. September 23rd, so that's uh, 20 days from this recording, so a little under three weeks away. So, and we, we're probably like Titans is probably still going to be airing while this is up. Wow, this is a new uh, this is a new era, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, September twenty third, season three of Doom Patrol will be streaming on HBO Max. So, there it is. All right, swag. Let's talk about. We have another trailer. We have the final trailer <laughs> yeah. for. No time to die. I say final in air quotes because, again, this is, it's like the King's Man, which, you know, we talked about the final trailer for that as well. Final trailer. Um, and, again, it's it's just that I'm tired of waiting. Yeah. You know what I mean? The same thing with the King's Man. It's not that I'm any less excited for either of these movies. I'm still super hyped, but it's just I'm sick of waiting <laughs> for yeah. both of these. Like, I, I should have seen these movies already. And the fact that they just keep rolling out trailers, it's like, stop, like, you're going to give away too much of the movie. However, I will say this trailer handled itself, I think, better than The King's Man. And that's not that's not that movie's fault. Uh, this movie has uh, a heritage and a lineage that they could lean on in terms of promotion, and they did that expertly in this trailer. Yep. So my hat's off to them for that, because, you know, the first, like, what? 30 seconds of this trailer is like a <laughs> previous yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and to their credit it works because it saves them from showing too much footage from this movie um so yeah you know my hat's off to them for doing that 
And also, it was great to see a bit more of uh, Rami Malek's performance in this movie. Yeah. Which looks great, looks super intense, <laughs> like a lot of his performances are. <laughs> so, yeah, again, I'm still super excited for this movie. Uh, just It's just another case of like still just being frustrated that I haven't seen it yet. So, but yeah, it looks good. It looks good. Swag, what about you? What do you think of this trailer? Oh, yeah, it was... Again, another reason why I'm excited for it. It's like, it just looks good. Uh, And again, like, Rami Malek, like, his performance, getting more of that was really great. And, like, yeah, like, it's, again, like, I knew he was going to nail it. And he did. Like, just so far from what we've seen, like, he's playing a really good villain so far. And I can't wait to see more of that. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree 100%. Um... Did you have any other takeaways from the trailer? Uh, well, I mean, like, I definitely need to, like... Because, like, again, like, that recap at the beginning. Like, I need to... For sure, I need to go back and, like, I need to recap the stuff that I have seen, but also watch the rest of the stuff that I have missed. <laughs> like, for sure. Uh, but, again, like, it's just... It looks really good. Like, action-wise, looks really good. Even story-wise, like, just what they're doing with this version of Bond, like, things are clearly catching up, like, things that have been set up recently are kind of about to set off on this big thing at this point, so it's it's definitely interesting and really exciting, so yeah, I need to catch up for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and again, hats off to whoever's idea uh, to, to do that in this trailer was, because it, it also made me want to <laughs> go back and yeah. watch, you know, like Casino Royale and, and, and everything leading up to this, so yeah, man, I, I think that's something uh, I'm definitely going to have to do before this comes out, uh, which, ladies and gentlemen, as of right now, uh, U.S. release date, October 8th, so fingers crossed it actually happens this time, so uh, but I mean, you know, we've we've gotten enough movies, I think, this year to, to I think we can confidently say it's going to happen. Although, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah prop, so. All right, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know if you've seen the trailer. If you if you have, let us know. If you're excited, if you're looking forward to it, uh, are you going to rewatch the previous films in anticipation? I know I am. I'm probably going to make Swag watch them as well. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so there it is. Uh, we only have the two trailers to talk about uh, this week. So let's get into the remain- Sorry, the remainder of the news before we get into TV time this week, which I have a special little thing I want to talk about there. Uh, but, yeah, let's talk about the news. And the news today, this week anyway, pretty exciting because we got our first look at Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. That is the new uh, live-action reboot of the Resident Evil movie franchise. This one, promising to be more faithful to the video games, more faithful to the source material than the previous film franchise was. Uh, That being said, I was still a big fan of those movies. Um, uh, Like, yeah, they deviated from the, the source material here and there. But I still wildly enjoyed them. I mean, to varying degrees, I enjoyed some of them better than others. But I think as a whole, I did really enjoy that franchise. 
Now, I know that might get me some of my nerd cred uh, revoked. I don't care. Um, However, all that being said, we got some photos from the new movie, and yeah, I am incredibly excited for this movie, because as I said at the start of this story, this promises to be more faithful to the video games, and yeah, obviously I'm very excited about that. Uh, As we know, we reported on, when it was announced, the the cast, uh, which includes... Uh, once again, I'm going to butcher some of these names, so, Kaya Scadalari, I'm so sorry, but yes, this, this, this woman is playing Claire Redfield, uh, Avin Jogia as Leon S. Kennedy, uh, Robbie Amell as Chris Redfield, Hannah, uh, I'm sorry, is it Hannah John Kamen or Hannah Kamen John, I'm screwing up real bad right now. <laughs> she is playing Jill Jill Valentine and uh, Tom Hopper as Albert Wesker. Although there was another uh, reveal here as to a, a, a previously unannounced character. Um, Chad Rook is playing Richard Aiken hmm. in the film. Did we report on that? I don't think so. I don't I think, think that is it, new. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he is seen here in one of the photos. Um, oh, wow. Then, of course, we got to look at Lisa Trevor in the film. <laughs> Pretty frightening if you've seen the photo yeah. on, on screen. Yeah, um, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, of course, the, the, the cast also includes Neil McDonough as Dr. William Birkin. Um, look, these photos... Super exciting, man! Like, like, like we talked about when we the cat the cast was announced. Uh, Avin Jogia as Leon Kennedy makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's is like Leon is known for like a few things, like killing zombies and his hair. <laughs> and, <laughs> yep. and Avin has the hair. So, and on top of that, he's also just a really, uh, really talented dude. So. I'm super excited. Um, I'm very excited about the rest of this cast, including Robbie Robbie Mel as Chris Redfield. That was one of the casting announcements that had me super excited. And again, looking at this photo, it just proves what I said when we were reporting on the casting. It's like he looks like he just stepped out of the video game. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty spot on right there. Um, yeah, so I'm 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 very very excited just having seen these photos. Swag, what about you? What was your reaction to these photos, and and what do you think about uh, just what we've seen of the film so far? Oh yeah, like having like played like yeah, sure it's the remakes, but like even like from you, you told me yourself like it's not too big of a difference. Like they've just done things that they couldn't do back then. Like. Playing the games recently, like, it's like, yeah, I'm excited to see those stories in live action. And, like, seeing the, the these screenshots, like, these pictures of everybody, the cast, like, in costume, in these locations that look very close to what these characters end up being in in the games. Like, it looks good, and it's got me very, very excited to just see how everybody like everybody's performances but also just to see these stories in live action uh and i do like yeah like costumes 
are on point. And Robbie, like, yeah, like, legit. Just look, that's Chris Redfield. You can't change my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Robbie, I think that was, I think uh, seeing Avin as Leon and then yeah. seeing Robbie as Chris were, like, the two, the two, like, highlights for me as far as these photos went. I mean, like, yeah, it was great to see uh, Kaya as Claire. Yeah. See that red jacket, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. I did, I did see people complaining that she wasn't wearing her hair in a ponytail, but it's like, get out of here, man. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw people, like, legitimately complaining about that, and I was like, dude, whatever. Like, just, I'm sure she'll put it up in a ponytail. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was even going to say Like, <laughs> I was really like, what, like, she's not gonna do that at, like, the boss yeah. fight at the end of the movie. <laughs> like, we're looking at one photo from the movie. Like, you, you yeah. don't know that she doesn't rock the ponytail. Yeah. Um, and I did see people sort of critiquing Jill's look. Like, she doesn't have her shoulder pads or whatever. It's like, again, it's like, oh, whatever. Like, no, no one else is wearing shoulder pads. Why would she be wearing it? Yeah. It just makes sense. So, yeah, and, no, I, I think everyone looks good. So. Yeah. And even I was going to say, like, I think, like, and it's very nitpicky. Like, I don't care either way. But, like, it would have been nice to kind of see her with the beret on, with the star's beret. But also, like, thinking about it, it's like, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, she goes into the mission with it on. But, like, something happens at the start of the mission and she loses it. Yeah, straight up. Like, again, it's the thing with the ponytail. It's like, you don't wear the beret in the movie. Like, again, it's one photo. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also, like, you know, look, the one thing I am a bit disappointed by is uh, <laughs> look at Albert Wesker, and it's not even the character or the the, the actor. I love Tom Hopper. I'm sure he's going to kill it, but it's like we only see him from behind. I know, so, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on. You couldn't have given you couldn't have given us a hero shot of all of them together? Yeah. Well, That's you know, head on. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, again, that's just super nitpicky. That's me being selfish and wanting to see everything. So, yeah. <laughs> again, like, I think Tom Hopper is going to kill it. Because, um, like, you know, everybody... Spoilers for a video game that came out over 20, 20 years ago. <laughs> the turn is what I'm looking forward to most for him. Because, uh, you know, Albert Wesker, he starts out... In this story, anyways, he's like, "Oh, I'm one of you guys. I'm the Stars Team," and obviously, he's <laughs> more than that. Um, <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really excited to see what he does with the character. So, yeah, I have high hopes. I really do. But yeah, man. Um, I'm look. <laughs> as far as just looking at these photos, yeah, super hyped, super yeah. excited. How about you, Swag? Yeah, definitely. Uh, just really, really hyped, and like again, like I just want to bring like clear, like you know, clearly they're in the mansion. Like seeing that in live action, like it looks whatever, wherever they're like if it's a set or like they got some place to shoot in, like it looks spot on. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I uh, I was gonna say that and I forgot. But yeah, it's it's great to see. Like yeah, they're in the Spencer Mansion. And yeah. It's like. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I will say this. Like, I already said this to you, uh, but I'm, I'm going to put this out here on, on the podcast. It's a little weird that we're only seeing photos right now, considering the release date 
is November 24th. So, yeah. yeah. We should at least have a teaser trailer by now. <laughs> yeah. Nothing yet. But, I mean, look, it, just the fact that we've got some photos, we're probably going to get a trailer sometime soon. So, we'll keep you guys updated on that. Obviously, once it drops, we will report on it here. So, yeah. Uh, like I said, release date as of right now, November 24th, 2021, in the U.S., December 3rd in the U.K., and November 25th in Australia. So, there. Oh, actually, hold on. Oh, never mind. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that's the. those are the release dates. So, uh, November 24th if you're in the U.S. So, awesome, awesome. All right, so... That's going to do it for the news proper. Let's go ahead and transition into TV time. And before I get into that little something special that I teased earlier, we're going to lead with some casting news for season three of Batwoman. Uh, I don't think I said anything about this to Swag yet. I think this is probably his first time hearing about it. So I want to get your honest reaction, Swag. Uh, Batwoman season three has cast actress... Bridget Regan as, drumroll please, Poison Ivy. Huh. How do you feel about that sweat? That's, uh, wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. Those of us who watched season two and saw the finale, we knew this character was coming. But I don't think, I, again, I don't think I said anything to you about it. No, you uh, didn't. Yeah, there there was a the way it ended. There was a we saw some vines do something. Uh. Ah, poison. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we we know who's playing the part. And look, I'm not super familiar with uh, this 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 uh, lady's her work. Um, I'm looking at some of her her credits, and I think the only thing I've watched that she was in is uh, Agent Carter. But I haven't watched that show since it aired, so I'm not entirely, I don't entirely remember. But, you know, looking at, I mean, just from a physical standpoint, she's very, she's very beautiful, very, you know, she definitely has that look to her that, you know, you give her maybe some pale green skin. Uh, yeah. This photo they're using here, she already has red hair, so. Yeah, I, I'm in, I'm in. So, yeah. Let's do it. Swag, uh, how do you feel about it? Again, I know you're not watching Batwoman. I think I'm the only one on the podcast who is. But, you know, yeah. what do you think, man? Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big Batman villain that they're going to be using. I mean, not that, you know, season two had black masks, for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, man, how do you feel, man? Does this, does this give you maybe an incentive to tune into season three, or, or yeah. what? How do you no, yeah, I should definitely, because, like, again, like, even with, like, what you were talking about with Black Mask, mm. like, I was already interested, and, in, like, I'm actually kind of a little upset I didn't watch when that was happening. Like, I think yeah. I should definitely catch up so I can see all of this, because it sounds really good so far. Like, really interesting. Like, I need to... Like, I want to see these characters, especially in this universe that we've been familiar with for a while now. Like, yeah, yeah, I need to check this out for sure. And, like, also just Poison Ivy and, like, her specifically, like, yeah, she looks like, like, yeah, you just give her the skin. Like, yeah, she looks like she could, she is Poison Ivy. 
so yeah, like it's definitely exciting for sure. Uh, and again, like just to see the character, more of the character, uh, is yeah. great. I I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I'm I'm waiting her for her to show up uh, in the DCEU. Yeah. So, but I mean, until then, this is definitely going to hold me over. And you know, again, it's that thing where. I know I'm not the only one who feels this way, but season two of Batwoman was a huge improvement over season one. Um, I mean, I don't know what that says about season one, considering it was a whole different actress, a whole different character. <laughs> but but season two honestly felt like because they were free to do sort of their own thing, uh, you know, because they they Kate Kane was no longer Batwoman and they were sort of free to do whatever they wanted with a new character. It... it Honestly, it felt like a completely different show in the best way possible. Like, even I was like, you know, when they were like, we're, it's going to be a new character, a new actress. And I was like, that's dumb. Like, why, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I watched it and it surprised me. I tuned in every week. I never got tired of it or sick of it. And I really liked it. So, yeah, I am incredibly excited for season three, especially with this news. So, yeah, I'm on board. Let's do it. Um, all right. So that's the, that's the news in regards to TV time. So let's get into what we actually watched this week. But before that, here, here's what I want to talk about. This is the special thing. Uh, we mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Might have been a month or two ago. I, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> Swag, you and I uh, have both been watching Monsters at Work on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. Now, again, I know this isn't, like, nerdy stuff or whatever, but I wanted to bring this up specifically because uh, the season finale was this week. And, um, again, I, I think we mentioned it. Um, this is Monsters, Monsters, Inc. is a movie that is very uh, near and dear to my heart, Wang's heart. I think our whole family is just... That movie means a lot to us for a variety of, of, of reasons. Uh, regardless, you know, we, yeah, we got uh, Monsters University, which was great. Love it. Yeah. And, but this show, you know, and, and it's weird that I haven't seen a whole lot of promotion for it. Yeah. yeah I mean, not, there's not promotional, but I don't see it getting promoted like in the same way as like The Mandalorian or any of those Marvel shows, which is a little disappointing because this show is so good. It's yeah. so good. And it functions so well as, like, maybe not a direct continuation, but a continuation of that world, the world of Monsters, Inc. Because, you know, again, we talked about it a while ago. It's like Mike and Sully, like, they're in the show, but they're not the main characters. They're sort of periphery characters. They're in a lot of the episodes, but again, they're never really the focus. Um, and, like, yeah, like, they brought back a lot, everyone they could. Like, you know, John Goodman is Sully, Billy Crystal is Mike even Jennifer Tilly as uh, Celia, and so on and so forth. But, you know, the show is sort of led by a new cast of new characters, and they're all great. Like, you get emotionally invested in those characters as well. But um, I wanted to talk specifically about the finale, because Swag and I talked about it. Yeah. There's, a moment, there's a moment in the finale that does deal specifically with Sully, and he re sort of emotionally revisits the events of monsters inc and it's just such a testament to what a phenomenal actor john goodman is because i was watching it and 
it, and it's disjunct. Like he's he's all the work he's doing is through his voice, and the man legitimately brought me to tears. Yeah. And the whole time I was like, God, man, John Goodman is such a phenomenal actor. I don't think people give him enough credit. As I mean, I know like everybody acknowledges he's a phenomenally talented actor, but I don't think people really give him the credit he deserves. And I mean, I've been on this kick for a couple of years now where I'm like, oh, Goodman, he's so good. He's he's amazing. He's phenomenal. Put him in everything and I'll watch it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's so good. He is so good. And this one episode of this show, like if there was ever any doubt of this man's talent, watch this episode. It's, and just that one scene, it it's such a powerhouse of of performance from a phenomenally talented actor that again I don't think gets enough credit for what he does. And I specific it was so powerful and so moving that I specifically wanted to talk about it on this show. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not watching Monsters at Work on Disney Plus, you are doing yourself a huge disservice. Do yourself a favor. Go watch that show. It's funny. It's heartwarming. It's so entertaining. It's good fun for the whole family. And again, if the Monsters, Inc. universe is something that matters to you as much as it does to me and Swag, you're going to get so much out of this. I'm not even going to spoil the the other thing that had yeah. me into the episode because I want everyone to just see it and experience it the way I did. But... Yeah, man, I wanted to bring that up. Swag, do you have anything to add to that? Like, because I know you had the reaction I did. So, yeah, man, if you if you want to say anything about it, go ahead, man. Yeah, uh, like John Goodman, like yeah, like that scene specifically, like it came up, and it was, it really was like like just this really big moment, like for Sully and even for the new character, Tyler. Yeah. Like, it was kind of this connection moment, but also just kind of catching up with Sully again and kind of hearing more of his experience with the events of the original movie. But again, yeah. like, John Goodman, like, he did such a great job. Like, it was so sh short, but it was <laughs> still, like, really really good and like he put all of his energy into that one scene and yeah. yeah it had a lot of emotion and it was you know like again like you know like you said like we have a really big connection with that movie and like i do too it's like you know when he when he talks about that like when he kind of you know explains his feelings and talks about why you know he's doing what he's doing like it it you know like they didn't even need to do it like they didn't clearly but they like they could have done like a thing where it's like you know like a flashback or whatever but they didn't because in my head when he talked about all of that like i just remembered everything in my head from the original movie and that helped with the emotion that was you know that was that i felt and I, and you know, like John Goodman's performance, I think I'm 
guarantee that was the only reason why I remembered all that because he really put a lot of emotion behind that. He did, man. It was so like I'm I'm even just thinking about it right now, I'm I'm already getting misty eyed. Because yeah. you're right, man. It's 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 the thing where they could have just done a flashback and showed it to you. Yeah. And I'm sure maybe they thought about doing it, but I, I guarantee you just the power of John Goodman's performance was enough. It was more than enough. Yeah. Well, you've, you, when he talks about that, you're right, because you, you, in your head, you see it, you remember it, and it's, you know how much it meant to him, you know how much it changed him. Yeah. And, man, it was just, ah. <laughs> like, yeah. Here we are talking about this is Nerds of the Round Table. We used to talk about comic books and superheroes, and we're here talking about this, this, uh, this Pixar thing. And again, it's it's great. We love monsters, and we love it. But it's like this show did something. And again, we've been watching it week to week as it as it's been streaming and loving it. It's fun. It's funny. It, it's everything you would want from a, a TV show. Yeah, you know, based on Monsters Inc. But like. This final episode just hit you emotionally. Not once, but like twice. Twice, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But in a way that I was not expecting, therefore I was not ready for it. Yeah. But it it works so well. And I again it was just something that like it's so criminal that they're not promoting this as much as they should. Yeah. And it's such a shame that I, at least I haven't seen very many people talking about it online because it's so good. It's so yeah. good. But yeah, so I highly recommend it to anybody out there. If you haven't seen it yet, and again, if you're a big fan of like uh, Monsters, Inc. or Monsters University or whatever, that whole thing. If you're a big fan of that, do yourself a favor. Check this show out. It's great. Even if you're, even if you're not, even if you're just a fan of John Goodman like I am. Do yourself a favor and check it out because the payoff in the show, like I said, when you get to that scene, worth it, man. So good. So good. Yeah, so I wanted to bring that up uh, because I felt like it was worth talking about on the show. Like if I can put that out there for people and if if people can go out there and watch the show. Um, I will say this, Swag. Like now that the season, the season as a whole has, has concluded, what would you rate Monsters at Work? Man, like you know, just ten out of ten. Because uh, you know, like it, it's funny, genuinely funny, and just entertaining. Like I looked forward to it every week, and yeah. like not even just for the show and the characters. The characters were great, uh, but even just the fact that it brought our family together, like that was also great. I love doing that. Uh, so yeah, like ten, and again, like the finale was so great. Uh, like again, like it was unexpected, but it was great, and I'm glad that they did that. So yeah, that's a ten out of ten for me. Yeah, I agree, man. It's a ten out of ten for me as well. It was just it it was such an enjoyable show, and you know, this to me, you know, I was talking about like uh, when studios or whatever try to weaponize nostalgia. It always comes across as like a gimmick and and i always see through it and it's like 
you didn't get me. This, however, I felt was like nostalgia done right. Yeah. Because it didn't feel like they were weaponizing it. Like, hey, here's all the, the stuff you love, right? Because again, it's like, yeah, Mike and Sully are there, but they're not the main characters. It's like you're, you're introduced to like Tyler and, and, and the Mifters, you know? Yeah. The main characters. But like you get so attached to them and you, you love them and you, you know, you're invested in them. And then for them to pepper in Mike and Sully and Celia and Roz and, you know, fungus and, you know, for them to pepper them in there the way they did. And again, like, like we keep saying, like for that finale to pay off the way that it, that it does, this was, this was beautiful, man. It was, it was fantastic. And you know me, like I'm usually pretty harsh on Disney, but but this was... (laughs) This was this was good, man. This was great. Yeah. So this is a ten out of ten for me, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, do yourself a favor. Go check out Monsters at Work on Disney Plus. The entirety of season one is now available to stream. So there you go. Go get it. All right. Now back to your regu- regularly scheduled programming. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about this week's episode of Star Girl. Um. Boy, <laughs> this episode. Yeah. This episode. Uh, there's so there was so many things that happened in this episode. <laughs> made me smile, made me laugh, uh, but also made me, uh, you know, like it's like, hmm, okay, because we did get a bit more. Like again, like last week we were talking about the shade and like, is he a bad guy? Is he not a bad guy? And he even kind of hits that. Nail on the head here. You know, I'm not evil, but or or he's like, I may be a bad guy, but I'm not evil. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's a great, yeah, like let's explore that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, really love that. I really love seeing Sportsmaster and Tigress again. And I, I, you know, watching the episode, I was just grinning ear to ear. uh crusher and pat like this bizarre odd couple of like you know i love that moment where where he was like what happened to us pat like i felt like we were on on the path to becoming good friends and i even said it out loud i was like well you tried to kill him and then pat was like yeah i know i felt the same way but you know you tried to kill me and my family (laughs) he's like yeah good point and i was like It's like, oh my god, like, yeah, I. it reminded me how much I loved those interactions between the two of them. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I have been missing that. Um, and I, I, we, I, we didn't talk about this, we didn't report on this, so I'm going to bring it up here since we're talking about it anyways. Uh, the two actors uh, who, who plays Sportsmaster and Tigress, they have been promoted to series regulars for season three. So... Just based on what we saw in this episode, I'm hoping we'll get some kind of weird, like, odd couple Sorry, situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, with, like with Pat and Crusher and um, Tigress and Barbara, because we saw them have, like, a yeah. weird bonding moment as well. And I liked it. I liked that between the two of them. So, and this episode also gave us more of Artemis, their yeah. daughter, who we know is a character who... Uh, becomes a, a teenage superhero in her own right. So I, again, I'm hoping that they're 
finally setting that up because prior to this episode we only ever saw her in cameo appearances yeah. uh and again since we know that tigress and sportsmaster are going to be series regulars for next season i'm again i'm hoping that means a, a an expanded role for artemis um yeah i really really enjoyed that what what do you think swag what were yeah. some of your favorite moments in this episode yeah i loved the <laughs> definitely the crusher and pat stuff that was funny uh and like you just like him at the game like trying to just be quiet all right we don't want to <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah. all right let's, let's calm down <laughs> when this he tries to play that ah, big fans big fans yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that stuff was great that uh, was great and again like, also, it was, uh, like luke wilson's yeah but yeah go ahead but even like you know like artemis like her like just getting more of her like this was pretty much her episode like we saw a lot of her in this episode and that was great uh just kind of you know seeing how she's dealing with this kind of thing and also like even just her parents like i feel like yeah like i think they're kind they might end up becoming somewhat of like a good guy like they, they're probably going to team up an ally with you know with our heroes in the next season because by like how they were doing things this episode it's like i think like they just really care about their daughter and that's really all that it is like i think they really do genuinely regret kind of doing what they did yeah and like like they see like oh yeah we made these mistakes and now we can't be with our daughter and support her and help her it's like they regret that and i like that they they revealed that information to her in this episode you know and she didn't know she didn't know who her parents were and yeah yeah i yeah and i think it, it, it is worth noting that um tigress at least did reform yeah so uh sportsmaster is always kind of a gray area i mean he he is always very family oriented you know in regards to his children and whatnot but yeah he's always sort of a gray area whether he's like full-on villain or maybe he's somewhere in between but yeah no i i yeah it looks at least like the two of them might try and reform especially since like yeah they broke out of prison but they were like look we just want to go watch our daughter and then yeah. we'll, we'll break right back into prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like they do have some moral, some morals. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what else did you think of this episode, man? Yeah. Like, like what do you think of the, the, the confrontation between Courtney and the shade? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know why I forgot about that, because that was a really... <laughs> that one had me thinking for a while, too. Because it is that thing where it's like, you know, like, yeah, like, he even he brings it up. It's like, the, there's a difference between evil, and, being evil and being bad. And, like, yeah. he, he explains himself. It's like, I am not evil. I am I'm a bad guy, but I'm not evil. Yeah. Uh, and, again, like, it's that thing where you kind of see him, like... In the way that he's he's talking to her and he tells her like to stay out of his way and leave it to him. 
yeah. it, it does genuinely seem like it's like he wants to prevent anybody from getting hurt. So yeah, yeah. sure, he's going. He's kind of like not doing a very good job of keeping them away and like have <laughs> making them feel better. But it's that thing where you think, like you know, like you feel like he genuinely, like it's like he wants this situation to be left in the hands of somebody who knows how to handle that kind of power. Yeah. Uh, and he just doesn't want anybody else to get hurt. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. It, it's, again, like, you know, we were theorizing um, after last week's episode that, like, because it was, like, prior to last week's episode, it was like, oh, I think he's he's trying to get a hold of Eclipso and it's going to be, like, a, a villain team. And I also liked how he was, like, a super villain team up. Is that really the yeah. best? I thought that was great. Um, <laughs> but then he, you know, and then after last week's episode, it's like, oh, like, I, like, because it was like, yeah, he is looking for the Black Diamond, but the reveal, anyway, that he he may not have been looking for it as a means to use it, you know? And then in this episode, he straight up said, like, Courtney asked him, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do when you get a hold of the the diamond? He's like, I'm going to drop it to the deepest part of the ocean so that no one will ever get their hands on it again. And I was like, and the thing is, like, I believe him. I genuinely do. Like, because he... Yeah. He does genuinely look like, look, this is a form of evil that is too powerful and too unwieldy and no one no one should have this kind of power yeah which makes him a little noble also the reveal that he didn't actually kill dr midnight yeah he trapped him in the shadow dimension which is cool (laughs) look i didn't I didn't see that coming at all. I mean, no. you said like you had you had a theory, yeah. But, um, but like I didn't see it coming at all. Like I was like, oh yeah, he definitely killed that dude. I <laughs> but, uh, rem- yeah, I don't remember where it because it it was the for sure it started with the shot of like when they recapped it and they showed us, you know, him getting taken by the shadow. Like again, like it. It started with that, but then something else with the shade, I think, specifically. I think he says something or does something. Yeah. Or maybe it was something else, but it gave me an idea. I was like, maybe he didn't kill him. Maybe he just, you know, he's holding on to him in some other dimension or something like that. And again, like, with that reveal, like, it just confirmed my theory. I don't remember exactly where I got it from, but yeah, I knew I had it for a while this season. Here's the question I have now. Um, like, we know he trapped Dr. Midnight. Is it possible some of the other JSA members yeah. are Like, that's the question I have coming out of that. Again, like, it might just be Dr. Midnight. It might not be. I don't know. Um, it is just something I was thinking about. Um, but, yeah, it, and, and also the, 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 the revelation that that's who Beth has been talking to. Yeah, I mean, the AI was who she was talking to in season one. Yeah. But, you know, we got these little moments where she heard who she thought was Chuck trying to talk to her. But he was like, I, I don't know anyone named Beth, you know? And yeah. she would get like more and more, like, heartbroken every time it happened. 
And then in this episode, it's like, no, I'm Dr. Charles McNider and I'm, I'm stuck. I'm trapped. And, you know, like he obviously doesn't get his entire message out to her. But yeah, yeah. just it's crazy, man. This episode did a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, man. I really did. Yeah. Like, this was great. I liked, um, yeah, I liked all of it, man. I didn't feel like any of it was all that superfluous. Even, like, Rick, even though his his big payoff was, like, proving the one teacher wrong. Yeah. I, I still enjoyed that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really liked this episode. What what would you rate this episode, Swag? Oh, 10 out of 10. Because, like, yeah, like you said, like, it was... There was nothing that was like that slowed it down or just made it kind of feel like they were dragging it on or anything. Like it just it was it meshed and flowed perfectly. Like I enjoyed it all the way through. Yeah, I I did as well. Yeah, ten out of ten for me as well. Really great episode. It was it was it was good. It was fun. Uh, all right, let's talk about this week's episode of Marvel's What If. This was an episode. I remember when it finished. Uh, this episode had a very bittersweet ending, and for some reason, that's kind of why I enjoyed it the most. <laughs> um, this was a this was a Doctor Strange episode, uh, and the idea that the death of Christine Palmer is what set him down his path to becoming Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer Supreme and all that. But his inability to let go of the past and move forward is sort of what, that's what fuels this episode. Like, you know, him using the time stone to travel back in time and try to prevent her death, even though that would create paradox. You know, he's warned many, many times over and over again, this is a fixed point. You can't change this because changing this would create a paradox. And the paradox would cause this entire universe to fold in on itself. But he's so just unwilling to let go. He's unwilling to accept that, you know. And he's just so blinded in his grief and his love for Christine that he just can't let go. And this is what causes everything to go wrong in the episode. I like these these kinds of stories, you know. Yeah. And like yes, it's a it's a it's a multiverse story, and I love multiverse stories. But specifically, the like dealing with time travel. And the consequences of time travel, like why you shouldn't do it, especially for selfish reasons. Those are always my favorite uh, time travel stories. And this episode, this episode of What If ticked a lot of the right boxes for me. It's like, number one, it's a multiverse story. Number two, it's a it's a time travel story and why you shouldn't <laughs> do that. <laughs> it's so like this bittersweet love story you know about someone not being able to let go of the past and move forward um yeah this episode was really really i really liked this episode the visually it was stunning and yeah. was beautiful the visual choices they made were really great um the voice cast again being i think they got everybody back right from the movie yeah i'm pretty sure pretty sure it was everybody yeah um and I, I said this watching the episode, you know, uh, Cliff and I have both sort of given Benedict Cumberbatch a hard time about his American accent in the past. <laughs> but I was watching this episode and I was like, oh, 
I think he's gotten better at doing an American accent. Like, it, it sounded much more refined in this episode, which is weird because it was an animated thing. But, you know, credit where credit is due. He, he His American accent sounds much better. So, yeah, man, I really like this episode. What did you think? What, did, what were your thoughts on this episode? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, and again, like, it's a thing where... I feel like it felt a lot more closer to a Doctor Strange story than the actual movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's what I, I why I enjoyed it so much. Because yeah. it really did, like, dive deeper into, again, like, the more darker, like, occult kind of story yeah. that Doctor Strange and, like, that side of Marvel gets into. Yeah. Uh and like it again, like aesthetically, like it was really, it was really beautiful. And like again, like even in when he's tr- absorbing all the different monsters and stuff, like again, like that looks a that looks very Doctor Strange. Like that, the lighting, like even like just everything that was happening, like it it looked great. Uh, and again, like yeah, story wise, like I, I enjoyed it. Um, and even right to the ending. Uh, yeah. It was it was good, really good. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, man. You you hit it right on the head. Like, cause watching the episode, I was also like, okay, this is a Doctor Strange story. Like, yeah. this is what what I wanted to see. Like all the weird, like you know, mystical stuff and like all the monsters and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, that's what I wanted to see in a Doctor Strange story, and why I was ultimately disappointed by the movie. However, that being said, like watching this episode, I was like, if this is what, if more of this is what we get in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, sign me up. Yeah. You know, and especially since this is already a multiverse story. Yeah. Yeah. Give me more of this, man. Like th- this is this is great. Yeah, I like the. I really love the ending because one of my favorite things about dealing with the multiverse is you can have them end not happy. You know, yeah. and this was happy ending this was a very tragic ending actually i just called it bittersweet at, at top that's not the right term this was a very tragic ending. yeah the, the the idea that dr strange was this version of dr strange anyways was so blinded by his grief and so unwilling to let go of the past and so unwilling to accept that there was nothing he could do about it that he ultimately destroyed the world including the woman he was trying to save that again it's not it's not that i i normally like these kinds of things but like that that is the lesson you need to learn from a story like this you know yeah so yeah i i for this story that is the only way that this could have ended like it would i would not have liked this episode at all had the good dr strange actually defeated the the evil one yeah because it's like then what was the point what was the point of this story you know yeah exactly (laughs) it's like if you just cop out to give us a happy ending again not that i think happy endings are bad i just feel like your ending has to fit the story you're telling and in this case this tragic ending was the only way this story could end in order to fit the lesson of the story yeah so yeah, it, this episode just worked on so many great levels that it's like, yeah, 
I like this. This was a 10 out of 10 for me. What about you? Yeah, 10 out of 10 for sure. Uh, it was very interesting. And again, like, yeah, like, if this is what we're going to get with the next Doctor Strange movie, like, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, all right. Let's get into... Uh, uh, by the way, that was uh, Marvel's What If. If you're watching the show and you saw this week's episode, let us know what you saw. All right, Swag, let's talk about Titans. It's our favorite time. <laughs> this week's episode of Titans titled Lady Vic, which was interesting that they named this episode that, considering how little of the episode Lady Vic was actually in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that she didn't have great importance over the story they were telling, but it's just like she was hardly in it. Um. But I, I really like this episode. I like the way it started. I like the flashback to a young Dick and Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Which I was expecting to see, but I'm glad that we did. Um, and also getting to see some of that, that relationship, the romance, was nice. Uh, I really like... I really like the that actress who's playing Barbara, Savannah Welch. I really like her. I Brilliant casting. I hope she sticks around. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I think she, she's doing great. She's she her perform especially in this episode. Her performance was incredible. Like having to play some the different versions of Barbara, whether it's the young Barbara versus Commissioner Gordon, was great. I thought she handled those perfectly. And you know, Brenton getting to do his thing again as. Whether it was at, as Robin or you know present day Dick Grayson, yeah, uh, I feel like he continues to to absolutely kill it in that role. Also, it was great to see a continuation of the story between Corey and her sister, and especially how she sort of comes into the, the picture and sort of disrupts everything, it, sort of in the best way. But like she, there were times where she got on my nerves, especially like where she. Like, she still considers herself a princess, you know? And it's like, that's yeah. not how things work here. Like, get over <laughs> here. But I did like uh, some of her interactions with, like, with Connor uh, or even Gar. Um, and the brief interaction she had with, with Dick, I thought was great. Um, yeah. This episode, I thought, hit a lot of really great... There were a lot of really great moments with the characters. And, you know, even with the the... The stuff with um, Jason and Crane and even Lady Vic because I thought that that was great because uh, so again we couldn't really talk about last week's episode on last week's show because Swag wasn't caught up he is caught up now so <laughs> he'll talk about something and especially how it relates to this week's episode where you know last week's episode Lazarus was like the big flashback episode for, for Jason and the thing I wanted to talk about was uh, sort of the the realization that Jason, yes, he might be doing bad things, but he's not, he's actually not the mastermind behind all the bad things that are happening. Crane is, and he's manipulating Jason. And that comes to a head in this episode where Jason sort of starts to act out against Crane, especially when he's like, you're replaceable. I don't need you. Like I've yeah. already got something, you know, uh, on, on deck in case I need to remove you from the from the board. And that does not <laughs> sit well with Jason, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I 
it's such an interesting thing to do because again, while it's 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 they're taking sort of the basic idea of under the red hood, but they're adapting it in a new way that they they can do things that we may not be expecting them to do. And this is exactly what I'm talking about right here. The idea of, of Jason maybe not being as bad as the things that he does because he's being manipulated by someone else who is worse. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you think of that, man? Yeah, I, I find it really interesting, and I really like it. Um, it also, like, made me think back, like, on a lot of things that happened previously. Because... Yeah. It, you know, it's that thing like in what was it? it was episode three, right? When he makes the call and he tries to get Hank to come get him, and it's like maybe he genuinely was like, I regret this. Like this isn't what I want to do. Like I want to get out of this. Like maybe he was legitimately trying to get help. Yeah. And and then, you know, just Crane or somebody like he made him take the the drug and like he went on and did his thing like he all of those regrets and him being afraid of going with the plan just went away and he continued on with what he was told to do uh yeah it really does it, it open does up a lot with, it does kind of jive with like what i was saying watching that episode is like because again like we didn't understand the 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 extent of what that drug was or how it yeah. worked but you like is it the drug he was taking like maybe that had something to do with yeah Oh, like maybe and you're you're right like thinking about it now it's like maybe it was maybe it was exactly what you said maybe he he realized like oh i, I messed up and i need to get out of this and then crane hits him with the drug and he's like all right we're gonna kill hank it's like yeah so yeah i i'm very interested to see where that goes uh, uh what, what else did you think of this episode yeah uh <sighs> I think, like, yeah, like, a lot of the stuff with Dick and Barbara, like, yeah, that was, that was really good and really interesting, especially just kind of, just getting, like, more of the history between the two characters, and even especially in this world. Yeah. Uh, that's always great, and also kind of seeing how that plays into how things are going on now, and, and how their relationship is between each other now. Um, it was great seeing that. Um, uh, and again, like, yeah, like, performances from both actors, like, they, it was just great. Uh, especially, like, their final moment together was just, yeah. it's like, yeah, like, clearly they kind of, they both remember it, and they're both kind of, they have their own feelings about it, and it's just, it still kind of has this tension between them, uh, clearly. And again, like, both of them, like, their performances like it was really great because it just like it, the silence in between each things that they said and like the way that they talked to each other in that final moment was really great and it sold you know how they felt about that yeah yeah i i, I agree i agree 100 man it's also before i forget i want to talk about how how great it was to see that barbara even though she's you know disabled she could yeah. still fight yeah still that like that was great you know not that we haven't seen barbara in the comic books at least do something similar 
it was great to see it in live action mm. because yeah it's it's it, it you know i was thinking about it watching it and i was like wow this is really well choreographed and i thinking about it, it's like this could not have been easy to choreograph this <laughs> so yeah. yeah so you know bravo that they pulled it off and, and i think they pulled it off very well so uh yeah, yeah what would you make this episode swag uh 10 out of 10 for sure because it was really enjoyable all the way through and again like it was also just to like more like with the black fire side like i didn't yeah. really like yeah that was really good really good yeah no i agree 10 out of 10 for me as well for like all the same reasons yeah <laughs> it's an interesting week 10 out of 10s for everything yeah so, <laughs> the one week cliff isn't here so <laughs> Oh well. Well, yeah, the one week Cliff isn't here to keep us honest. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh man. All right. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen, the latest episode of Titans. Uh, if you're watching the show, let us know what you thought, and yeah, let us know how you're enjoying it so far. Uh, that's gonna do it for us this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, swag. Uh, well, before we get to that, uh, go ahead and drop Cliff's link tree yeah. right here on screen. Everybody go go follow Cliff. Go show him the love. Show him some support. Uh, he deserves it. Uh, swag. Let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, you guys can come come over to YouTube.com. It's just swagtastic. Uh, I, yeah, I got a lot planned. Uh, doing a lot of editing. Just sitting down. Also, kind of getting things situated with games. Uh, we are. If you you know you're a big gamer like me, you kind of realize. That there's been a bit of a drought lately. It's not really much to play. Uh, that normally means that I'll end up just downloading a bunch of random games and playing them again. Uh, so hopefully that means there will be tons of footage of stuff coming to the channel. Uh, like, again, old stuff. There's also plenty of playlists to go look at, uh, different videos and stuff if there's not anything being uploaded. So yeah, come hang out. It's a good time. There it is, Mr. Swagtastic on YouTube. Go check him out. Uh, I am, of course, Antonio Padilla. You can find me on all social media at Tron Pilgrim or at Tron Pilgrim 87. Um, I do want to mention real quick before we wrap it up, uh, we might be we might have a, a an on-off schedule over the next couple of weeks because we are cooking up something spooky for the Halloween season. <laughs> I'm not going to say too much about it right now, but uh, just know that I'm, we are at least hoping to create something really special for all of you this year for Halloween. It's not going to be the regular podcast, the regular show that we normally do. This, this is going to be something different, something entirely different. Uh, so we're, I, we're, we're getting ready to start uh, focusing our efforts onto that over the next couple of weeks so that we can have it ready for you before Halloween. So, you know, we might be on and off every once in a while, but that's just because we're working on something big for you guys. So, uh, so yeah, so that's just a little little heads up. Um, but, yeah. And uh, if at any point during this video you enjoyed our content, please do us a favor and give us a like rating. Costs you nothing. Helps us out a lot. And uh, please subscribe to this channel. Hit that bell notification to get notified whenever new episodes go up if you're watching us you are watching us on youtube nerds of the round table 
Uh, if you're listening to us, you are listening to us on anchor.fm slash nerds or on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are available. Don't forget to like Nerds of the Roundtable on Facebook, facebook.com slash real nerds of the roundtable. You can follow us on Twitter at real nerds underscore. That's going to do it for us this week, ladies and gentlemen. Join us next time. Same nerd time, same nerd channel swag. I know they can't see you, but cue that up. <laughs> yeah. Everyone know he, he flipped out of the chair. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs>